Welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show on this Friday, leading into the long weekend. Three days off, and then we'll be back on Tuesday. We now have a new case here in Algoma District. I'll give you more information on that, as well as we'll look at a conference call I was on yesterday with Vic Fidelli and Premier Doug Ford with the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. We'll be right back after the break. Hello and welcome back. We have a brand new case of COVID-19 here in the Algoma district, which I'll get to in just a second. But I just want to give you the updated numbers that were given to us just a few moments ago. We have now tested 5,621 people. We have 17 positive tests, 13 have recovered. So we still have the three at Extended Care Mapleview plus one other person, which we, I will get into in a second. Uh, and also we're waiting for about 343 tests to come back. Now, let's talk about our new case here in Algoma. This is what we do know. It's called case 17. The exposure category is unknown and their status is self-isolating and they were tested on May the 10th. And their close contacts have been notified. Now, on the information that they give us from Algoma Public Health, the number in the Sault Ste. Marie area has gone up by one. So I'm assuming that this case is in the Sault Ste. Marie and area uh, region that the Algoma Public Health has set out. They've divided Algoma into four regions. The number went up in Sault Ste. Marie overnight, so I'm guessing that's where this actual case is. However, they, as I've said repetitively, since the first case continuing on, Algoma Public Health gives the public less and less and less and less information. I jokingly said uh, back when the 13th case was announced that I really expect the next one to be saying like some random dude. Well, we don't even know if it's male or female. They didn't tell us the age or the gender this time of the person at all. They gave zero information. I mean, they might as well, I don't even know why they bothered with this sheet here because they could have just left it with the positive number increasing by one on, on their actual website because they've given us literally no information. Um, like it's less and less. I don't, I, I've even done a whole show on the communications department at Algoma Public Health. You can go back and watch that. I did a few weeks ago. Uh, and watch that because like, and even at that point, we're getting way more information than we're getting now. Uh, and this is just a continuation of incompetence at Algoma Public Health when it comes to informing the public. I mean, you can at least say, oh, it was someone in their 20s or, oh, it was someone in their 40s. Like, that's not exactly narrowing it down that you can go and figure out who the person is. Like, a female in her 40s, how hard is it to do that? Like, it's not like you're giving away any information about the person other than if you do a little detective work, you can figure out that this case was in Sault Ste. Marie and area. By the way, they didn't tell us that. Okay, now I was on a phone call yesterday, conference call uh, with the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, and on it were Premier Ford and Vic Fideli. Now, Vic is the Minister for Economic Development, Job Creation, and Trade. Uh, basically, his job is traveling around all over the globe and trying to bring businesses to Ontario. So. They were talking about how are we going to be reopening here in Ontario uh, and what are the steps and this was a chance for businesses to ask questions of Vic Fideli. Uh, Doug Ford didn't take questions because he had to go to a first minister's call so he, was only, he did a little bit of a talk uh, and then he had to go off to a first minister's call. However, 
Um, what we did find out was this, and I'm not sure exactly what Doug Ford meant by this, but he said great economic policy comes from great health policy. What I think he meant by that, he didn't really expand on it too much, is that as we slowly reopen the economy, we have to continue the downward trend of COVID-19 because that will help to in the medium and long term for economic recovery if we can get it under control. Now, he did talk about uh, that the Ontario government has allowed about $10 billion in tax deferrals uh, that will be paid later, so businesses have more money for cash flow now. He also mentioned the commercial rent relief program that was the one that's combined with the Trudeau federal government uh, that was announced last week as well and how that is working. I did a story yesterday about malls here in Canada. Uh, in April, about 25% of the tenants in the malls in Canada were able to pay the rent. That number went down to 15% uh, for the month of May. Uh, and so what we're looking at now for June, because uh, the rent is due on the first of the month, that's why we know what the rent was for May. Uh, the first of June, uh, the big mall operators like Cadillac Fairview, for example, are extremely concerned that that 15% is going to go even lower. Uh, and some of the, they will be getting some relief from the government, from the commercial rent relief program, but obviously they're very, very concerned about that. Also, Doug Ford talked about reducing red tape and taxes. He wasn't specific, but he does have someone who's an actual minister of uh, small business and red tape reduction. Uh, who spoke today actually at the news conference uh, at one o'clock with Premier Ford, uh, but they haven't been too specific on exactly what taxes they're trying to reduce and what red tape they're trying to reduce as well. Uh, interesting thing, on, we, he was talking about uh, the strengths of Ontario. Uh, for example, uh, Ontario can manufacture almost anything. We have the capacity to do that. We're also, Ontario is the AI leader uh, in North America and we are second for IT in North America. And what he wants to do is to create the right environment for companies to not only restart, but for other companies to move here. And another thing he talked about was, we're not going to be waiting for other countries to send us uh, PPE, personal protective equipment. Uh, and that there's actually going to be several companies here in Ontario that will actually start manufacturing it here, here right in Ontario. And we get first dibs on actually purchasing those PPE products before anyone else gets it. So if this happens again, and it's going to be an issue going forward for quite some time about COVID-19, that we're gonna to have to be using extra PPE, and we're gonna actually be able to create it ourselves. As a matter of fact, the N95 masks that you hear about all the time, the, the pulp that is used from them on them are is actually from British Columbia. So we don't even have to go to another country to actually get the materials to make those masks here in Ontario. We can actually get it from British Columbia. We'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Alrighty, so good news, the Ontario government can't count. Why? Because they didn't count correctly the new cases. So yesterday, I came on the air and I talked about 258 new cases. It's the lowest since in March. However, turns out that's wrong. Uh, apparently they forgot about 87 cases yesterday, which really meant we had 345 new cases yesterday, not 258. On top of that, that means we have 428 new cases if you include the 87 they forgot plus today because we have 341 new cases today. So yesterday, 
Doug Ford even came out and talked about how the cases were going down and they were the lowest since March. Turns out that was totally wrong. The last two days have basically been right around the average for the previous seven days, which is in the mid 340s. So we really had 345 new cases yesterday and we had 341 today. So over the last two days, we have not seen any drop at all in cases. So let's keep talking about COVID-19 here. The one number that did go down, which is good from yesterday, is the amount of deaths. Yesterday, there was only 27 more deaths, which is uh, below 30, which we haven't been below too often in the last two weeks. So that is good. Now, as much as they made a mistake yesterday, our, we're still way below the 640 new cases we had back on April 25th, only about three weeks ago. A uh, number I keep talking about is the amount of people who have recovered. That number is good. We are now at 76% of the people who have tested positive for COVID-19 in Ontario have fully recovered and no longer test positive for COVID-19. Now, we are up to 825 deaths from COVID-19 now across Ontario. And we have zero deaths so far in the Algoma region. Uh, another pause for optimism today is that hospitalizations are down. We are for the first time below a thousand hospitalizations uh, in about a week. Also, we only have 179 people in the intensive care unit. That's down from Monday when we were at about 195 people in the intensive care unit. Uh, and only you know a week and a half ago we were in the mid 250s. So the hospitalizations are going down and the people in the intensive care units are going down. These are all positive signs. Uh, even if our new case count has been the average and didn't actually go down yesterday the way we the way it was presented to us, it's still positive that we are still in the mid 340s for new cases each day. Um, the, there's only one more long-term care facility today that has an outbreak. This brings the total to 263 outbreaks at long-term care homes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, there's 626 long-term care homes in Ontario. Also, we did over 18,000 tests yesterday, uh, which is also a record for the amount of tests we've done in a single day. Uh, our capacity at the high end is at 19,500, but that would mean if we had evenly spaced tests across the entire province going to each specific lab in a perfect world, that would never happen. But the very fact that we did 18,354 tests across the province is actually a very, very good positive sign that we are almost using our testing capacity. And also, all of the long-term care homes were supposed to be tested by May 15th. So there was a real spike in testing over the last few weeks because of that, because they tested all of the residents and the frontline workers in the long-term care homes. Now here in the Sioux, we had three uh, positive cases at Extend Maple, Extended Care Mapleview. And so far, that is the only long-term care home that we know of during the testing that has come out so far that had any outbreak of COVID-19. Across the province, though, uh, those numbers were much, much higher. Uh, there was 2,950 people infected in long-term care homes and 1,580 staff. So of the 2,953 people infected in long-term care homes were residents, only three were in the Algoma district. Now, hospitals is another area where there's been an outbreak and 77 different hospital units now have had outbreaks of COVID-19. However, most are contained and they haven't been in, sprung into a large scale outbreak. Uh, another thing we want to look at today is 
housing. Obviously, people are not going out and going to open houses and looking at houses the way they would normally do. House sales are way down. Uh, matter of fact, they're down 57%, and they're actually at the lowest since April of 1984, uh, which was when there was a lot less houses to sell back then. We built a lot of houses in the last, you know, almost, I guess that'd be around 36 years. Uh, but it's not, it's worrisome that the house sales are down, but the average house price only went down 1.3%, and most people are just not looking or taking offers. It's just a complete slowdown because of the pandemic. A bunch of economists are not too concerned about this. They fully expect the housing market to kind of spring back. The only people who are selling right now are people who need to move because of their job or people who have lost their job and they need to get the money out of their house and they can't wait. Uh, but the average house price uh, only went down 1.3% compared to this time last year. However, also to deal with housing, housing will spring back, but the problem we also have is that construction stopped for a while. So people who bought new homes, their homes are not gonna be ready uh, when the builders originally told them. So we could see an actual housing crunch in terms of people having to move, into, move out of the house they've already sold, and then where are they going to move into if their new house hasn't been finished because their work has been stopped for almost two months on new home building. So we could see some problems in the real estate market there, but so far it's not to be too concerned that the house prices only went down slightly and the housing sales are down. They should recover once this COVID-19 thing gets under control and it's no longer the issue that it is now. I'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Thank you for watching the Chris Oldcorn Show today. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. You can also listen to the audio version of this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. I hope you have a fantastic long weekend. I will see you back on Special Report at 8 a.m. on Tuesday. Have a good night.